0: Hey folks, welcome to e commerce 360. Today we have Valentin Radu. He's an entrepreneur, data driven marketer, CR expert, CBO evangelist, international speaker, but most of all, he's the founder and CEO of OmniConvert. OmniConvert is a SaaS company that provides growth solutions to mid sized e commerce businesses looking to become customer centric. Valentin, Thank you for coming on the show. It's been a huge honor having you on our show. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome. And uh, thanks thanks for having me, Rav, today.
0: Okay, uh, so before we jump into the topic, which is using zero-party data to boost e-commerce growth, uh, let us talk a bit about uh, OmniConvert and, uh, you know, how did you conceive this idea and why do you think that, you know, e-commerce businesses should be more attuned towards a customer-centric model?
1: Well, it all started with the frustration. I was struggling to improve the uh, ad spend on my former e-commerce company we we were uh investing something like one million uh in, in google ads and we were only breaking even so we we thought that we need to do something about it because if we don't do it all all my friends were laughing at me because they were working at all these multinational companies and i were i was barely Uh, surviving after, uh, and I was working, as you can imagine, and as a trainer much more than they did. So uh, we realized that, hey, we need to look at the data and what the data revealed uh, by looking at it is that, uh, was that the best customers that we were having were, uh, we were selling online car insurance at that moment. And we realized that the best customers were actually truck drivers and luxury car owners. Uh, And even though they were something like uh, 18% of all our customers, they were generating around 80% of our total margin. So that Mm -hmm. was an aha moment. And we realized that we need to know our customers better. And that led to a lot of uh, focus on customer retention for the best customers and acquiring the right fit customers. So mainly... That was the the seed of building OmniConvert. And now OmniConvert is a growth solution that enables e-commerce companies to, to understand who are their best customers so that they can acquire the best customers that they they need, their ideal customers, and also to improve the customer journey for, for this type of customers.
0: Fascinating. So um, let's talk a bit about uh, zero-party data, which is what uh, you been passionate about and i think uh, also being uh, kind of an evangelist about uh, you know using omni convert um so why zero party data and why right now should uh, e-commerce brands be worried or concerned about zero party data
1: yeah i think the the good old days of companies focusing on clicks and conversions will be will be gone what we what the companies will start to focus on are it are uh, conversations and uh, relationships that they have with, with with their customers, and in order to uh, to do that, they 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 need these two types of uh, data. As the cookies are vanishing, as iOS is uh, in full uh, full throttle, uh, Google is going to to get rid of the cookies by 2023 as well. It's mm-hmm. clear that marketeers should be focusing more on. the the data that they already have around their customers, which means first party data, like what products the customers have bought from which brand, when they've bought it, how pleased they were about the acquisition. And also zero-party data—what kind of data they, the the customers were intentionally sharing with the brand, like uh, things related to, to their purchase, like why they why, why they are buying these products. So this zero and first-party data allows the, the the brands to actually become relevant and acquire the customers that they are needing. Uh, it's a uh, it's a pity that many customers are were, were are over reliant on. Uh, add networks because they acquired the wrong customers with the wrong message. And they, they, they do these heavy discount campaigns to acquire customers that never come back. And the alternative that we're suggesting is what if you would be looking at your existing customer base, segment them based on the RFM, like recency, frequency, and monetary value. And what if you could understand who are your ideal customers, the ones that are having the highest customer lifetime value. And thanks to this information, you can also add things related to the the jobs to be done like why those customers have bought your products in the very beginning and what makes them come back over and over again to to your shop and once you have this kind of data then the acquisition is going to be much more easier because you can capture this type of zero party data like why why are you here on our website or what makes you what's the most interesting uh, uh, for you right now i'm looking to buy xyz or i'm looking, lo- looking to buy products that will make me more healthy or that will make me look better or whatever so based on this type of zero party data the brands could shape the the journeys around this type of uh, intentional given data because if you are there to look better then the landing page the future landing page could be around looking better and the remarketing ad campaigns could be around looking better not around i don't know being healthier so that's how you, you can ship, shift this uh, focus towards the customers.
0: Absolutely. So what you're saying is uh, find out what makes your customer zing and then uh, go about curating a customer journey, probably you know after checkout experience, welcome email. So we're going to be talking about it a, uh, a bit. Um, so find out what makes your customer stick and curate the entire journey around them. That's, that's a great idea. So uh, when brands have to start collecting the zero party data or the first party data, what are the best ways they can go about collecting it? How do they collect it? Because it's, it shouldn't be annoying because the customers are on their website to shop. They're not there to provide information about themselves. So what is the least annoying way of getting this data from your customers?
1: yeah so i would start first with researching with customer research so i would start with the group of your ideal customers that you already acquired so mainly if you do rfm segmentation you'll see that there are some customers which are so stubborn that they are continuing to buy from your brand despite all the hiccups that you had, despite all the barriers that you put in front of them. So you get this group of your best customers, and then you validate with them either through with in-depth interviews, like jobs to be done, to identify what makes them say today is the day that I'm going to buy this product from this company. Mm-hmm. And once you have this type of uh, jobs to be done, the, the 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 needs that they need to fulfill you go out there and you do, you, you do A-B testing in, ter- in terms of the with pre-purchase surveys. You might think, and many companies would think that surveys are annoying and they are not being completed. But the, 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 the truth is that once you know why the customers might be there, and if you don't give them like 10 options but only four maximum five different options you will see that hey we have x percent of our revenue of our re- re- recurring revenue coming from job number one let's say for let's say you are a brand that sells cosmetics and the, the people out there are buying it not because you have uh, eco friendly uh, ingredients but they are buying because they actually want to look better without harming their uh, health in the future So let's say you have these jobs to be done for your products, and once you have that, you add a survey in the pre-purchase, you collect the data, and then you do remarketing and then onboarding via uh, emails differently because it's all about what matters for the customers. It's not about the company journey, it's about the customer journey.
0: Absolutely. And what do you do once you collect these data? So you have segmented your customers, you have surveyed them, and you have collected this data, and now you're going to go after um, other prospects who are very similar to uh, the segment or the kind of persona that you have already gathered. So what do brands do after they have collected the data? How do they leverage the zero-party data or the first-party data that they have collected?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So what they're actually doing is they are building audiences and there are different campaigns, right? So you can go out there and acquire customers with the right messaging because you now know as a brand what's not only just uh, what's, let's say, indicative towards a conversion, but you know for sure that customers are buying because of these jobs, right? So you craft campaigns, based on the jobs to be done by your products, right? Based on uh, based on zero-party data. So your acquisition campaigns will be about looking better, using eco-friendly ingredients, and so on. And that's how you acquire customers in the first place. Moreover, you build look-alike audiences. We have actually in Omni convert We have a a dynamic audience builder that allows you to build evergreen campaigns on autopilot. So when you push this kind of data, like from the best customers that you have, you push it in Facebook and it's automatically updating. So you you build lookalike audiences based on your best customers, not based on your average customers. Mm -hmm. And another way to use this type of data is to craft uh, onboarding campaigns differently. So basically you... You, you have this RFM segmentation and you know that your purchase cycle is, for instance, uh, every three weeks or every five weeks. So this type of data, you see it in reveal in our solution, you see that customers are buying every five weeks. And then if there are more than five weeks for a, a newly acquired customer then and, and he hasn't bought again, you do they do a, a, a remarketing campaign to prevent the customer from churning. So the idea is that you need to fit the consumption cycle, not only the buying cycle, because if, if you your customers are not consuming your products, then they will not do a stockpiling in, in their shelf, right? I'm not going to buy uh, 10 creams, uh, 10 anti-aging creams if I'm not using the first one and I'm not satisfied about it. And many brands are forgetting that they are not in the business of selling products, they are in the business of fulfilling the desires and the needs of their customers.
0: Very clever. So uh, that's very smart uh, way of looking at customer acquisition. So when brands uh, start using uh, zero party data uh, or the first party data, typically in from your experience, what metrics do you see an immediate impact? Because brands or uh, e-commerce marketers are going to be about all about metrics. They yeah, have to do, right? Uh, so what are the metrics that they need to be uh, paying attention to when it comes to leveraging their uh, first-party or zero-party data?
1: The first metric is a return on advertising spend because mainly we, we are living an acquisition marketing time, right? So for decades, marketers were around... Uh, acquisition, acquiring uh, customers. So, mainly, the first thing is the, that the return on advertising spend is going to be higher once you introduce this type of uh, approach, right? Because you'll you'll be more relevant. The second metric is that the customer retention rate will be higher once you onboard the customers on their own pace with the most relevant message. You'll be able to allow them to consume your product and not to be intrusive because. <laughs> mainly a lot of brands are there in the in the game of pushing the next sale. Buy, 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 discount, discount, discount. But it's, it's not about that. I mean, let's put the shoes of us as uh, consumers. Nobody wants to buy stuff that they are not needing or they are not pleased about. So that's the, the other metric, right? Customer ROAS, customer retention. And the third is the the, the net promoter score. So we are big fans of... Checking if you are fulfilling the promise that you give as a, as a brand. So when, yeah. when a customer is buying the first time a product from a brand, he's actually buying the promise, the marketing of that product. He's not buying the product itself. And if you are not fulfilling your promise to the customers, you don't need to pour more money into making Facebook richer mm-hmm. just to acquire customers that will not be pleased about your products.
0: Absolutely. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the tech stack that is required um, for collection of zero-party data and then for leveraging it and then for retargeting. uh, What are the kind of uh, the tech stack that an e-commerce brand must uh, use in order to completely uh, convincingly use to the maximum all the zero-party or the first-party data that they have?
1: Yeah. So the, uh, we are building a tech stack to, to, towards this, uh, this direction there. First of all, you, you will need to collect the pre-purchase data. And that means an overlay or a survey solution. We have a survey solution and an overlay solution, but there are many other solutions out there. The problem with these solutions is that you need also to tag the customers so that you can transport the data in your uh, GTM, or you, can trans- you need to transport it so that you can monitor the revenue impact. And there are other solutions out there which are doing a, a, a good job. Uh, uh, we are actually in the game of providing this solution as well. Next, what you need is to a, a tagging solution so that, for instance, if you are using Shopify or any other uh, e-commerce platform, you need to tag the customers and the users according to that. Then you will need an email marketing solution that communicates with these tags, so that you can onboard the customers according to those tags, right? Uh, if you are in the game of uh, buying a beauty product, or if you are there for a healthy living, or whatever, you need to transport this job to be done to the email marketing solution, and that will allow you to 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 do this type of onboarding campaigns. For instance, Klaviyo does a great job uh, with this, and we are also integrated with uh, for for this instance. Then You will also uh, want to use uh, uh, a way to get this type of zero and first party data and to analyze the the revenue impact. So you you need to uh, analyze what what is the revenue impact for for specific customer segments, right? Which are your best customers or not? And we have this type of segmentation, uh, a segmentation engine called RFM, which stands for recency, frequency, and monetary value that allows brands to see, okay, these are my best customers and let's build a different customer journey for them. Let's treat them better. Then you'll need a help, desk solution as well, because this type of tags could be treated differently. These types of segments, the first-party data could be uh, addressed differently. If you have a, a help, desk solution that allows you to tag the customers that are, let's say, very important customers, we call them the soulmates, right? The ones that are active and buy over and over again. So you need to tag those customers. And in the case they, have, they are uh, uh, disappointed, you need to tag them instantly, right? So that, that's why you need an NPS solution as, uh, as well. And we have that uh, built in our, uh, in our tool stack uh, as well. So pretty much uh, after that, you need to push this type of data to Facebook and Google ads and yeah. you name it, TikTok and whatever. And yeah. to, to do this, we have this audience builder as well, which is built in uh, in our product.
0: Amazing. Um, so a quick question uh, I thought about uh, when you were talking about segmentation, right? So when at what stage of revenue should brands start thinking about uh, gathering zero party or first party data? Is it like, you know, from, the beginning, like from the start, or should they be at a certain revenue number for them mm-hmm. to start thinking about zero-party or first-party data? Because as we know, whenever a brand kicks off, it's they're all going to start with Facebook marketing. That's where they all start. So yeah. when do you think in a brand's you know revenue journey, where should they be in order to start using zero-party or first-party data?
1: Yeah, I've extensively uh, uh, addressed this topic on our website as well. There are some maturity phases. So let's say if you're a brand, you start with the crawl phase, right? So let's say you have you are under one million uh, in turnover. All you need to do is to acquire customers, but you also need to understand if those customers are happy because otherwise you will go out of business by acquiring their own customers with the suboptimal products. So that's why you need to verify uh, with uh, first-party data how and, and zero-party data, how satisfied are the customers by what you're selling? So I would, I, I would simply focus on post-purchase data regarding the NPS, right? So I would ask the customers, no matter how small is that uh, uh, company, I would ask the customers how satisfied they are about the products, right? So, and what are the chances for them to recommend? At the next phase, at the walk phase, so companies which are between 1 and 10 million in turnover, they need to track things like customer lifetime value, things like uh, customer retention rate, average days between the transactions. So they will need to, to focus on their customers because they, they need to optimize their spending. They need to acquire the right customers for the right reasons. And they need to also focus on the products that allows them, to acquire the right customers right so mainly uh, at this phase they need to al- already use zero and first party data extensively and then at the uh, run phase right so we have crawl walk and run at the run phase companies which are between 10 and 50 million they need to look at rfm segmentation they need to look at average days between the transactions they need to look at cohort A-B testing. So they will need to do more advanced stuff. So, and the largest companies out there, uh, if their leadership is open-minded, they will be uh, building an experimentation team so that they can consciously improve things like customer lifetime value with initiatives that are aligning the whole company around their customers
0: absolutely amazing uh, so from a shopper's perspective right now till now we've been speaking from a company's perspective how the companies can know uh, what kind of uh, brand messaging that they're going out with uh from the end user from the shopper's perspective how uh, useful or how important is zero party data because i don't think shoppers uh want to be you know just thrown at all uh, ads about products that they don't even care about so uh, what what is the importance of zero party data from the shoppers perspective
1: yeah for the shoppers perspective imagine that you're you're in a shop where you can do it yourself so let's say you're you nobody is actually interacting with you right mm-hmm. so you go out there and you can uh, select the products that you need and you you look for information A company which is actively interacting with the customers is like in real life. If you have a shop assistant that's asking you the right questions and that it's, uh, uh, let's say, discreet enough and not intrusive uh,
0: Mm -hmm. with
1: with you so that it can uh, guide you towards the the best decision, then from the customer's point of view, that's actually a better experience than not interacting with the customer. For instance, we have an example of a company which is, using this type of zero uh, party data, collecting it with quiz, with a quiz, and the, the revenue per users that are, uh, revenue per user, if the user is interacting with the quiz is 30% higher than if it's not interacting with the quiz, but the mm-hmm. quiz is not that long. So mainly you are just looking to ask the right questions and then to provide the right journey. Uh, so pretty much that's, uh, that's how it goes.
0: That was simply brilliant. Thank you so much, uh, Valentine, for coming on our show and leaving us with a lot of unconventional, yet simple and easily implementable ideas. Uh, thank you so much for coming on our show. I hope you enjoyed it because I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, that's about it from us uh, this week.
1: Thank you as well for having me, Rev. And if you have any other questions, you can find me on LinkedIn or I have a whole CVO Academy towards uh, to, to, let's say, democratize the knowledge around customer lifetime value optimization.
0: Thanks. Thank you so much, uh, Valentin. Have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye. Bye.